Welcome to Pass It On with CWR Talent. I'm CWR, and this is my podcast dedicated to helping our aspiring leaders and mentors. We're sharing the valuable experience and advice of some of the most successful executives in my network. My specialty? Discover talent and pass it on. That's it. In simpler terms, I'm a headhunter with a twist. If you want to increase your knowledge, build resilience, or simply polish your soft skills in order to lead at the next level, my guests are all happy to share what works and what doesn't. It's honest, it's forward motion, and future thinking. We like it. Catch our latest episodes that drop Sundays at 12 p.m. GMT London time. And whether you're in London, New York, Lima, Paris, Perth, or Dubai, you'll find us on all platforms where podcasts live. We appreciate each and every listener, and we hope you'll share it with your family, friends, and colleagues. Here we go. Welcome. I'm CWR, and today's topic is one dear to my heart. As I tend to do now and then, I like to invite a special guest from my former life before hospitality, the entertainment and music industry. I'd like to discuss a a different way of giving back, and this topic about recovery applies to people in all industries. It's real, it's honest, and it's forward motion. Every industry has its casualties amidst its highly performance-driven people. We've had casualties in hospitality and in entertainment. Some cope better than others with the strain and stress of these times, and some don't, and turn to alcohol or substances to cope. With the help of my guest, I'll tackle a delicate subject in our industry no one brings up. Recovery and what it takes to give up the crutches. It's All Possible, a story of hope and getting back on track. I'd like to invite Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee Ricky Bird to discuss his revelation to a different kind of giving back and how he became the recovery troubadour. It's not a topic we often speak about in hospitality. However, if we're going to champion wellness and mental health, we have to champion recovery from addictions as well. Part of a duty of care for our people who are so dedicated to our industry that they don't care for themselves. Workaholism is just as much an issue, especially in F&B. Today I'll bring you a wee story. Leading a life in the music industry decades ago in the 70s and 80s was a risky proposition for some, and often fatal for many who enjoyed the fringe benefits and excesses of those times. For those who didn't make it, we were saddened by the loss of great musicians, however tortured, but will always salute their art. For those who had their come-to-Jesus moment and took charge of their life choices and went into recovery, we've had the benefit and pleasure to continue enjoying their art, their craft, and celebrate being clear of mind. And in these present times, it's all the more vital that we hear voices of hope from those who have influence, and Ricky Bird is one of them. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee in 2015 with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, guitarist, singer, songwriter Ricky Bird has had a career in music spanning over 40 years. Our connection dates that far back, and I'm so proud of him for his determination and dedication to wellness and sober living. He's one of the most dedicated pass it honors I know. Although best known for his time spent with the Blackhearts, Ricky has also recorded and played with Roger Daltrey and toured with Ian Hunter, 
and Southside Johnny in the Asbury Jukes, respectively. He's also been blessed to have had the chance to, at one time or another, share the stage with music royalty, Paul McCartney, Ringo, Alice Cooper, Bruce Springsteen, Stephen Van Zandt, Joe Walsh, Brian Wilson, Smokey Robinson, Graham Nash, and Elvis Costello, to name just a few. Grateful for all his many musical achievements, Ricky is fond of saying that one of the greatest gifts he's ever been given happened on September 25th, 1987, when he started his journey in recovery. Simply put, it was time. He's been clean and sober ever since and doing what he can to help others recover. It's his passion and what he's most proud of. Ricky was once quoted as saying that there was this dark hallway filled with people caught between denial and surrender. He said he's been blessed to have this next life, and because of that gift, he feels responsible to turn around and wave at those people in that dark place and just go, hey man, come on, follow me. The starting point of Ricky combining his music with recovery began in 2012 when he co-wrote a song with his friend Richie Supa. The two wound up writing what is now considered a recovery classic, Broken is a Place, which speaks to the inherent whole of the soul of those who continue to suffer under the great weight of addiction. It hit a nerve. Back in New York City, he recorded a demo of the song, put it up on social media, and the response was overwhelming. That's when he realized how strong the combination of music and recovery could be. He wrote a second song, then a third, and he didn't stop until the seeds of his Clean Getaway album were planted. Inspired to present these recovery-based songs on a different stage, Ricky made calls to treatment facilities and offered to come in with his acoustic guitar and perform them to the clients. He did, and the response was so powerful that he's been doing it ever since, on the road, as a recovery troubadour, and visiting treatment facilities, schools, and juvenile detention centers. Ricky admits it was quite the education for him. He found that there was a real connection, a tangible something he could do to help, a reason his checkered past in rock and roll just might bring about awareness, maybe prevention, maybe even lessen the stigma. Ricky has since given away thousands of copies of his albums at his recovery music groups across the country. The CDs have garnered great reviews across the board, and he's currently working on a follow-up filled with songs of addiction, resurrection, and hope. Taking it a step further, he's earned his certified alcohol and substance abuse counselor credentials and his certified addiction recovery coach credentials. As his card says, have recovery, we'll travel. Let's invite Ricky in to hear about how he sees the music and entertainment industry evolving for the next 10 years and what his plans are to get out the message of recovery. Welcome, Ricky. Thanks for joining me today on Pass It On. It's, it's been a long time. How are you this morning? Well, it's this morning here in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's the afternoon here in London. But yeah, we're all grand. And I'm really excited that you were able to come on and it's talk great. to us about this. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. We, we, we you know, we social media uh, every once in a while on, on posts and this and that, but we haven't talked in a long time. That's all right. That's all right. Well, let's jump into it, Ricky. I mean, I remember clearly from our past experiences that when one is a high performing artist with the most successful musicians in the business, you tend to have quite the entourage and with so many people looking to ingratiate themselves in all the wrong ways. 
-hmm. How does one tune out the noise and keep a sober focus when everyone around you doesn't? Well, are you talking about back then or now? Well, it could be either way to tell you the truth. I mean, now I, I live in a different world. You know, I live in a recovery world. Um, and I and I do things. I mean, I, I really don't go on the, uh, the road. I mean, I do events, I do gigs. And obviously, nobody's done it much in the last two years. But um, so you you uh, you bring your recovery with you, so to speak. You know, you, you've, you're always talking to people on the phone. If you go to a, a city or a different state or a different country, you know, there's 12 step meetings, uh, community support meetings um, all over the world. So you kind of bring your recovery with you. Um, and back then, um, after I made the decision, or the decision was made for me to, uh, to go into recovery and start that journey. That's what I did. You know, I just changed my, my touring, my personal touring, um, schedule, <laughs> my, my own personal schedule, you know, uh, instead of staying up all night and, and hanging out at a bar and in some people's rooms, I just, I kind of went back to my room and did my thing. And then, and, and what was great was, um, in early recovery, I was on the road, uh, with, with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And I would find uh, I would find twelve step uh, community support meetings all over the place, you know. Like I would get into a town and I would make a phone call to what they call intergroup, in each place I was at, each state, and I'd say, "Hey, I'm in town for a couple of days. Is there a meeting uh, somewhere?" And uh, oh yeah, it's like twenty miles from your hotel. Do you need a ride? And some stranger would come and get me and bring me to a meeting, which was really cool. And um, yeah, you just you have to change. You have to change everything. You have to change your habits. Um, and and if you're in a if if you're in a place with people that are are still using, I mean, I was done, Corinne. You know, I was just I was done. Yeah. Um, so I I just with the help of others, I um, I stayed done. <laughs> you know, you try to avoid the 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 usual pitfalls that uh, put you in situations where you will uh, drink or drug. Exactly. And with over 30 years in recovery yourself, a supportive family, other supportive friends who've been there, what was that secret sauce kind of thing that helped you get to today? Well, I mean, I pretty much do the same stuff uh, that I did when I first started in 1987. The last two years have been interesting. I've actually been going to community support group meetings on zoom, which, you know, for once technology has been a plus, you know, technology is yeah. great, but sometimes uh, it can be um, a distraction to uh, real life, I guess, right? Yeah. So but but the, the zoom meetings have been amazing. And it's and then what's amazing also is that I've been able to go to meetings everywhere, you know, Oh, everywhere to, in the world, I think everywhere yeah, yeah, in the yeah. world, there, there's a meeting somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So that's been, I think that's been fabulous. Now, uh, am I aching to go back into a live situation where you go into a room and you grab your cup of coffee and you sit with people, then you go out for, for, you know, coffee afterwards and, and, you know, interact with people personally. Yeah, of course, but I'm patient and, and I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm getting what I need from these zoom meetings. And also I, I do a lot of, um, I don't know what you would call it, I guess, service, like helping people that are struggling. And especially through the last two years in the pandemic, um, I, I put something on my, my social media pages. Like if anybody needs a, a, a little recovery chat, you know, just private message me. Um, 
And that's, that's, very, kind of, that's very generous of you, Ricky, because that's probably the thing in these last two years that has been the most helpful. Well, trust me. It, it well, first of all, that's part of recovery is is passing the message on to the next person. But it's it's helped me get through this. Like people have, because I had this last record out this year. I've been doing a lot of interviews. Like, how did you get through this last this pandemic? It's like, well, I, I've been using the tools that I've been collecting in rec recovery for the last thirty four years, and and one of those tools is is service and passing the message on to other people. So yeah, you could say, oh, bravo, you know, but no, that's, it's been helping me actually. I hope it yeah. helps other people, but it's been actually, it's, it helps me because it, um, well, it's a, it's a long story, but doing service and passing the message on to other people is, um, is an amazing force for your own recovery. You know what I mean? For sure. A positive I mean positive force a positive force in all of your work that you've been doing since since you've gotten onto this very interesting track in both your albums clean getaway and and on sobering times you've got a heck of a roster of contributing stellar musicians i mean writing with richie supa and mark hudson these are longtime mates of yours and all the others how did you begin to build the network of fellow established musicians in recovery who've jumped in to help on your albums and tell them about this labor of love and how you got here, how it led to your latest work, Sobering Times. Well, uh, first of all, you mentioned Richie Super, who's, who's been a friend. Oh my God, I can't- Forever. <laughs> oh, it's gotta be 40 years plus if I'm, my More, math yeah. is even correct. But, um, you know, we, we, we knew each other in the old days when we were um, quite out there and, um, we know each other in the recovery days, you know, and Richie changed his life as well. Um, and actually all the stuff that I do now with music in recovery, uh, you know, combining my music and my recovery started with a song that I wrote with him in maybe hmm, somewhere around 2008, nine, 10, somewhere in there, 12. Um, I'm awful with uh, time frames, but um, we wrote this song called Broken is a Place. Mm. And that is on the clean getaway record that's the last song on that record and i i did a um a quick recording of it and i put it on online you know on my social media pages and this and that and i started to get this amazing res response from people in recovery from all over the world um how you know stuff like you told my story and and i really identify with that and and that's the first time really um a light bulb went over my uh, off over my head i was like hmm, this is interesting Maybe mm -hmm. I can do something here. And that's, and then I started writing these songs. Um, and, and before, before that song was written, I, I started doing these, uh, I guess since 2008, I started doing, I was asked to do these like recovery events, charity events for treatment facilities mm -hmm. around the country. And, um, I just loved doing it. There were no recovery songs. It was just like an all-star band. And we do like, you know, whoever was in the all-star band, whatever their famous songs were, we do a few of their songs. Um, the response I got after the show from people just chatting was like, oh, my, my dad's in recovery or, or unfortunately I lost somebody in recovery. And it's, it's great to know that you guys are, are you know, in this journey. And again, I, I was just like, wow, I really love this. This is really cool. So I just, I just stayed, you know, I looked, I looked for those things. I look forward to doing those things. And once this Broken as a Place came out, I started getting the response. I started writing more songs. When I had about six or seven recovery based tunes, um, 
and and my my only rule of thumb was no preaching right this is just like i'm laying the cards yeah. out on the i'm laying the cards out on the table you know here's here's a little bit of what you know my story or what i went through or or uh you know examples of, of addiction and and um and changing your life and, and you make your own decisions once i had about six or seven songs i reached out to somebody i met that um uh, was a connection with a treatment facility and i asked if i could come in with my acoustic guitar and do recovery music groups and and i had no idea what i was talking about but you know <laughs> let's go for it it's like when you're you know an actor and they say can you ride a horse for a part and you go of course i can sure. you've, never, you've never ridden <laughs> then you go learn how to ride a horse but um so i started doing these groups man and it was like i would play to like you know 60 or 70 people in a treatment facility sitting right in front of me and i could see the looks on their faces as i was playing these songs you know some of them are humorous and because i could look back at stuff now and i and i go oh my god you know laugh at it but and some of it's dead serious you know down to the bone here's the truth and you could see people nodding up and down oh yeah 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 me too yep me too and they would come over to me um, after the meetings and they would say, where can we get this music to take home? Well, it took me about six months and I said, well, I guess I'll have to do a record. And that's where the Clean Getaway record came from. And I got such a really uh, wonderful response from people in the, not only in the community. I mean, it's just, it's basically, it's a rock and roll record. It's what you expect from me music wise, but lyric wise, it's, it's all about addiction and recovery and hope and hopefully a little inspiration in there. And, um, I just got such a great response. And then what I started to do is every time I went to do one of these, I got into this thing where I, I started doing these recovery treatment facilities, my music groups, I would bring a stack of these clean getaway records and I would give them out, you know, I'd give them to the clinical directors and I'd say, when somebody completes treatment, you know, give them a copy of this to take home. So um, that's what we did. And then, you know, I wound up doing the second record, Sobering Times. But the, as far as the musicians, I would look for people um that either you know were in recovery or supported the recovery universe or understood it you know because they had somebody in their family um and it's sort of i i, I keep using pretty much the same people on on the records that are my little um go-to's you know like steve holly you know who played with wings and ian hunter yeah. and joe cocker um liberty devito played on um a few songs on the last two records um you know, Bob Stander, my co-producer, always plays bass, and and I've done, you know, three records with him. We're about to start doing some stuff for whatever we're doing next. Um, and uh, Christine Ullman, the Beehive Queen, she's always singing yeah. on it. Jeff Kazee, who plays with Southside Johnny, is always um, he's played on the last few records. So yeah, I, I I kind of pull from some cool people. Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominoes played a keyboard. Oh, yeah. He played B three on. Um, one of the songs on clean getaway he, he played on the, he actually played on the song uh, clean getaway <laughs> which is a blues well, you know, and the way you get to give out all these cds for free to the to these people that complete their treatment is you get us to all buy your albums and so which is exactly. a great formula is to get everybody who supports recovery to buy the albums and and but then we go to the subject of, you know, in a world where technology's made it possible for so many more creatives to get their message out, it's encouraging to new musicians and old. It's it's the new version of the grassroots garage band. But streaming has forever altered the royalties musicians can expect from all the care and attention that goes into producing the work. 
And I thought about the old garage band during COVID times with all the Zoom gigs and the bands playing individually from home and necessity being the mother of invention and all that. It's very strange, but what will be the next trend? And do you think musicians will get fairly compensated for their art in the future? Or do you think streaming royalties will improve or will it just readjust permanently to where only live performances and merchandise fund the artist's work? Well, it's a, you know, it's a good question. And um, who knows what lies ahead, but, um, you know, for an example, it's the music business, right? Um, and, and, and we've always been fighting for proper royalties, uh, fair, you know, fair royalties, um and for example uh as as various parts of the music business are eliminated for people and i'm talking about like musicians like like my like rock and roll stuff right yeah um yeah people still go out on tour obviously again we've we've just been through this and things may be picking up a little bit now but touring yeah t-shirts merchandise that's where i think artists are making the most money and and records sales go up and down you know now they say cds are coming back again or vinyls having to come back but i don't know if it's ever going to be the way it was um and streaming um you know you got these streaming companies and not, not all of them and i'm not an expert on it but they they do not pay well no. <laughs> you know so uh there's that so you got to find you have to accept and adapt right um, but for an example, back uh, when I when I had a Sony publishing deal, or, or 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 you were you know trying to get songs into movies and TV, right? They they were aching for songs by artists, right? The the supervisors they would look and they paid well to license a song for a movie or a TV show. Well, yeah. when everything changed, see, and 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 that became uh oh, we better let's let me try to get some stuff in movies and TVs. Well, they know that, right? The, yeah. the, the people that, that make the choices. So what they do is the prices went way down, uh, you know, to, to the licensing fees went way down and every single artist is trying to get songs into mo movies and TV. So it, it that became that much harder. So, so in other words, the, the, the people that are asking are looking for the music. They don't have to ask for it anymore, man, because all the artists and songwriters are like, here, I got a new song. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so it gets it's sort of uneven again like that. And and I and that's the analogy for it. You know, we're just trying to we're trying to like, you know, provide for our families and, and keep making music and it's becoming harder and harder to do it. You know, yeah, you could eke out some stuff, you sell some CDs, but you know, for an artist like me, I would sell most of my CDs if I did live gigs and, and I'm not doing live gigs. You know, you'd set up a table, which I love that stuff. You talk about, you know, garage yeah. band stuff. You play your gig and then you go to the merch table and you sign, you sign t-shirts or whatever. The, well, you can't even do that right now. Yeah, so, this, is, you know, this is why I was worried about, you know, the streaming royalties have pretty much, you know, decimated that kind of idea. But, you know, the fact that you got to find new revenue streams for artists, that's the really positive part because we had the same thing in our industry when COVID hit and hospitality died and everybody had to start doing takeaway or delivery services and there's always some kind of adapting moment and i think uh, we're in the middle of one for this but the the reason why we're so far with technology and as a as a you, you know the human race i mean in some ways we're we're backwards but 
um, is because we're resilient and there are people that have, are inventive out there and think of new ways to do things. Um, but let me tell you something, if you want to go to the bottom line and listen, we all have to pay our bills. But when I get a message from somebody from, you know, some other state or country or, or and they, they, they find me on social media on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, what have you. And they say, listen, I, I listened to your Sobering Times record and, you know, I wanted to I wanted to drink last night and, and it calmed me down and it, you know, it made me think about my path that I want to take. Well, that's pavement right there, isn't it? Oh, man, that's just like that's just the best. That's yeah, funny. that's the best. Now that doesn't pay the bills, but it, it's like, it makes me want to, it pays the emotional bills <laughs> and, and it, and it, and it, and it feeds me as a person in recovery to want to keep doing stuff. Uh, you know, and with that said, I think that the music I'm working on now is, is not really recovery music. It's, it's straight up rock and roll. I mean, it's going to be the subject matter. There may be a song. I don't even know if I'm going to do another record. I'm going to put out singles, I think to start, but yeah. Um, I think I have enough recovery songs to last me for quite a few years for my recovery. Once I start doing recovery music groups at treatment facilities, and, and it looks like, you know, that's going to happen in the next few months again, which is fabulous. Um, I'm going to start doing, I'm writing other stuff, just, you know, positive stuff, you know, I'm not really a negative person, but I don't think it's going to be, um, it could be about changing your life, but it's not going to be so uh, uh, straight ahead about addiction or recovery. I'd say you have a really good body of work that you can yeah. draw on now for the, for when, when you can go back into the centers, that'll be. Well, that'll and be also, you find yourself, you're becoming redundant. You're starting to write about the same things over and over again. So I just want to try to write some other stuff. Exactly. And, and if you had one piece of advice to give to aspiring recovery troubadours, what would it be? Uh, recovering troubadours or people in recovery, uh, uh, recovering troubadours the guys that are doing what you're doing well i've had a chance to i was asked by music cares uh which is the the grammys uh you know recovery wing so to speak they help people get into um, treatment and this and that um to do a couple of music groups with people that were songwriters that were either brand new in recovery or, or struggling or or they they've been in recovery for a while but they, they, they had this weird thought in their brain that some people get that they can't write anymore. They can't be creative anymore, which is one of the things for artists about the fear yeah. of going into recovery. And, and I sat with maybe 10 or 12 people a couple of times and, and they would play, play me something. Let me hear. It. And they play me something I'm like, dude, you should record that and, and, and put it on, on social media for, and, and aim it towards people in recovery. You could be helping other people. So it, I guess my point is, you know, you have this experience that you you've gone through or are going through and it could be of some positive as, assistance to somebody who's out there struggling right this minute um and and we are artists and and our job is to create music that makes people you know laugh cry or think <laughs> you know and that's the way i look at it and dance you know you could add dance to it if you want um <laughs> and 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 so that that should be your um you know, that should, that should be the, the light at the end of the tunnel that no matter what you're going through, you, if you can write a song, something you put down on paper is so powerful for somebody else. And, and I, you know, and I found, I found sometimes um, uh, the written word or when I sing it, 
is more powerful than me sitting in front of people going blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? When I yeah. put it to when I put it to music and and you get the melodies and all the little bits and pieces and and the drama of of, of how you write a song, um, you really connect with people, uh, and they and they and you because I could see it. You know, I'm sitting in front of them at these treatment facilities and I could see the looks in their eyes and I could see sometimes tears or or, or a grin come over their face or, or like, oh, yeah, that's me. You know, so I, I think I'm, I'm grateful and I'm really lucky that I've uh, found this 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 meeting of, of two things that I desperately love, which is, you know, music and, and recovery. It's it's amazing. I mean, f for all of our listeners around the world uh, in my industry, you know, we have all the same and similar uh, uh, casualties. Please, uh, I'm asking all of our listeners to please support this wonderful cause that allows Ricky to give away free music to those in need and pick up the latest album, Sobering Times. And all of Ricky's work is available on www.rickybird.com. Ricky, thank you. I'm so grateful you agreed to join me today and on this initiative to pass it on and to pass on the message of wellness and hope for so many who need a positive influence in their lives. Your generosity to others is beyond, beyond. I appreciate it. It's, it's lovely to talk to you again. And, and if I may just say one last thing, if there's, if there's people that are going to be listening that are, um, you know, and a lot of people keep it a secret that are struggling um, with, with addiction of whatever sort right now, um, just know that there's, there's help out there, you know, there's tons of help out there. Um, and you just, uh, you need to reach out, you know, if you're suffering, reach out, you're definitely not alone. There's tons of people that are just like you that are going through what you're going through and have come out on the other side, um, that, that are willing to reach back and, and you know, pull you into the, the recovery light. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're in early recovery right now and you hear this, um, just remember, chase, chase your recovery with the same ded dedication and obsession uh, and commitment that you chased your get high, whatever that was, and you'll be just fine. And that's, and that's my message. You got to lean into it. And um, there's a whole other world out there. Um, and, and uh, you know, whatever you're going through, you, you, you truly do not have to live like that anymore. I believe that, Ricky. Thank you so much for your time today. And I hope we'll catch up again soon to hear what's next. Hopefully we get to see each other in person sometime. Yeah, this year I'm doing New York, I'm telling you. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ricky. Nice talking to you. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll give us a like. Please tick follow for notifications of our latest episodes on the platform of your choice. This has been Pass It On with CWR Talent. Pass it on. <laughs>